So starting with the Dhamma talk, the topic is humankind, uh, be human and be kind. So we should try to be both. Actually one of the big uh, qualities of a human being is compassion and kindness. So this ability to feel with other living beings, to feel the pain or the pleasure which others are experiencing. The Buddha mentioned it in the Brahma-viharas, which are the four sublime abidings. Metta is loving-kindness, Mudita is altruistic joy, Karuna is compassion, and Upekka is equanimity. So the Buddha says all these four should be practiced. Also we can use it as a type of, as a type of meditation, or otherwise we can practice it in our day-to-day -day life. So just spontaneous acts of compassion and kindness reminds us to our human nature. Like this one, an act of kindness, the man just spontaneously giving his shoes to a homeless girl. Uh, sad enough that we have homeless people, but just to show some kindness and compassion. Or this one offering thee, uh, the Muslim man offering thee to the soldier who is occupying his country. Just an, uh, a spontaneous act of kindness. Well, this uh, boy, kindness for animals, he actually started a small charity helping uh, street dogs, feeding the street dogs. He uh, collected some funds and started helping uh, animals on the street. Well, this one, at least the intention to help, so I soon <laughs> Uh, spontaneous kindness, seeing somebody who needs help, just walk over, try to help, in this case futile, but the intention counts. Or this one, seeing the guy weeping on the, on the TV, the spontaneous acts of kindness. So no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. When we analyze it with the law of karma, we know that every act we do is not coming back one to one. So whenever we do something good, it grows in our subconsciousness. And uh, according to the Buddha, it comes back hundred times. So whenever we do something good, whatever, however small it may be, it is coming back hundred times. Uh, the same is true for bad things, so the danger is there. We do some small bad thing, again it's growing, it's coming back much quick, uh, bigger. <coughs> the difference between, let's say, AI, uh, in, uh, artificial intelligence, a human being, they're highly intelligent without the compassion part. And also many uh, people who are in power, they have very little compassion and they, they see it as a, an advantage. So if you don't have compassion, basically you can do any ruthless thing. So you are a perfect ruler, you can do a lot of things without being troubled by your compassion. I think the whole idea of developing this AI is to uh, create a perfect soldier, or somebody who is highly intelligent uh, but has no compassion. So they are not bound by their compassion. But humanity, one of the biggest signs of a human being is to have compassion, to feel with others that makes a human being truly human. Often it is seen as a weakness, but actually it's a huge strength. According to the Dalai Lama, whether we like it or not, we have all been born into this world as part of one great human family, rich, poor, educated, uneducated, belonging to one nation or the other, to one religion or another, adhering to this ideology or the other, 
Ultimately, each one of us is a human being like everyone else. We all desire happiness and we do feel suffering. So humankind, <coughs> and this quotation is from the movie The Great Dictator, uh, there's at the end a very wonderful speech which is like this. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help one, uh, help everyone, if possible, black, white, any race. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world there's room for everyone and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful. But we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned man's souls that barricades the world with hate, has led us into misery and bloodshed. So we have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. We developed machines and uh, uh, technology, but we lost our humankind, the kindness. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Right now, there are millions of desperate people, women, children, men, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. But we should not despair. Misery that is now upon us, uh, uh, caused by greed and hate, the bitterness of men who fear the way of the human progress. The power they took from the people will return to the people. And as long as there is human life, there will be also liberty. Don't give yourselves to this unnatural evil man, machine man with machine minds. You are not a machine, you are not a cattle, you are a man. You have the love for humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. You the people have the power, the power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use the power, let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world, that will give man a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. Let's do away with greed, hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will be used for the happiness of mankind. Let us all unite. So this was the quotation from that movie and also uh, before the slide before, Mahatma Gandhi started this huge movement uh, uh, based on non-violence and the movement was called Satyagraha, which means the, the power or the force of truth. And so far it was the biggest movement I've ever seen. Well, it was a peaceful movement and had a huge effect. So I think that is if uh, humanity wants to claim their liberties, that's the way forward. Last time was we had the question, uh, violence about violence is never a good answer. Or it gives already the wrong picture. So if somebody is fighting for liberty and using violence, also you show already that it's not really based on compassion and 
uh, like this Satyagraha non-violence. There's a story from Austria when the Austrian Empire was about to crumble. The emperor was looking down uh, from his palace and he could see the people demonstrating down there. And he turned around and asked his uh, um, uh, helper, he said, is this, a is this a revolt? What is this down there? And the answer was, no sir, it's a revolution. And uh, then also he said, are they allowed to do that? And uh, so he saw humans, uh, you know, they will just follow blindly forever. They will never revolt. They, will they are not allowed even to revolt. There was a famous monk in Sri Lanka uh, called uh, Soma Thera. And actually was based in Australia at the end. He was very famous in Sri Lanka and he had a special way of teaching. He uh, usually half of his Dhamma talk was about the Buddhist teaching. And the other half, sometimes he said, so now the Dhamma is finished, now I'm talking about Sri Lankan politics. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he talked half of it, he talked about Sri Lankan politics. And so uh, I remember that and I said, I'm also talking about the Buddhist teaching mainly, of course, but I'm also talking about humanity. So I talk a lot about humanity, that's why I'm quoting many different uh, scholars, not only the Buddhists. Anything that fits into the picture of human liberty, meditation, uh, developing the mind, I'm using for my Dhamma talks. So humanity are already controlled by their history, or rather by their perception of history. And it said, who controls the present, controls the past. He who controls the past also controls the future. So the whoever controls the writing of history can also control the perception of the people, how they see and perceive their reality. Humanity is much older than we have been told it is. Humanity, uh, if you look back at all these old structures like the pyramids, the Nazca lines, Baalbek, uh, there are old structures all over the place which shows that there has been a worldwide civilization with one language, one religion, and one culture. Did you know that there are pyramids in Australia? Very few. We talked last time about that with somebody. Uh, many don't know. In Keynes, I'm not sure if I pronounce it right, in uh, Queensland, there have been seven pyramids. Only one is left, and the old uh, inscriptions and uh, underground channels with uh, Egyptian-style uh, uh, statues around. So this culture, the pyramid building culture, has been worldwide. They found pyramids in, in Europe, in, in China, in South America. They are everywhere and the style is very similar. So it is, uh, many researchers believe just 15,000 years ago there has been a worldwide society and even spiritually advanced society. If you look at this stone wall in Peru, in Cuzco, uh, you could not even put a needle in between these stones. And some say they have been melted together. Again, a technology which is no longer available. Or this builder in Baalbek, uh, it says it's about 3,000 tons. And it's, uh, there were three originally, one above the other two. So again, uh, we don't have the tools nowadays to create anything like that. And then uh, we are told that uh, slaves with hammer and chisel made these pyramids. If they would ever try to do anything like that, it would be absolutely impossible. So we, even nowadays, do not have the technology to build a pyramid or to build any, any of these structures. 
There's this Kailash temple in India, and I think similar temples you get in, in Sri Lanka as well. They are carved out of, of a simple, of one piece of rock. So again, if you would try this with a hammer and a chisel, it would be absolutely impossible. So without a laser <coughs> or some modern technology, you could never create a temple like this. A few hundred, um, um, they are a few thousand years old, but this uh, one researcher found these Sumerian doublets uh, maybe 50 years ago in what is now Iraq, and it is the whole, whole human history is written down in these old texts. And it is said it's the oldest library ever found uh, so far, and it explains human history, our religion, how uh, human society started, and also how these structures were built originally. There was one researcher called Zechariah Sitchin. He translated all these texts, and so they're available in English. And it's a series of books, so if you're interested, uh, you can have a look at them. So what all this research is suggesting is that there, have been, there has been a global society, very advanced, and also spiritually very advanced. Man has been complete beings at one point, with stupendous insight feats of awareness that are legends nowadays. And then everything seems to have changed, and we have a sedated man nowadays. Man, the magical being that he is destined to be, is no longer magical, he is just average. And this is from a South American shaman. So many of these researchers agree there has been a schism or a cataclysm, something happened on Earth where this uh, global society has been destroyed, and also mentally something has been uh, happened during this period, so we are, some call it an unconnected being. And there where that's where meditation and the yoga systems are coming in to reconnect you with your higher self. Just look at us, everything is backwards, everything is upside down. Doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice. Universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom. The major media destroys information, and religion destroys spirituality, by Michael Elner. <coughs> now the New World Order, the so-called New World Order, is more of the old, so it's the, uh, the control system trying to make, make it a little bit different, but it will be the same outcome. Also when we look at the people who are killed, these are always the people who talk about liberty, about liberating the people like Gandhi, Lincoln, Kennedy, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, John Lennon. So all these people who talk about bringing people together, uh, telling people how to liberate the mind, they are usually the ones who are removed. International banking cartels, are go um, uh, it's going back thousands of years and they are still controlling our society. So Europe has been controlling the world for the last few thousand years, and Europe is controlled by the banking system. So behind the scenes, it's the money, it's the power, it's the control. The American founding fathers foresaw that already. Like Thomas Jefferson said this, if the American people allow private banks to control the issuance of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of all their property until their children will wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. 
So that's also why the American Constitution was written down to protect the people against the government. And like Thomas Jefferson said, the human human society has two enemies. One is the, the criminals and the other is the government. And uh, they said with the Constitution we control the government so that they cannot grow too big. And then if we have a good government they will also control the criminals. So nowadays <coughs> there is a multi, uh, multinational corporations which are controlling basically everything. A Swiss, a Swiss team has uh, analyzed all these big transnational corporations. And they started with 43,000 corporations worldwide and they narrowed it down to 147. So they found out that they're all basically connected. Uh, there are 147 corporations which are all own all the rest. And then he went on further, he found out that just about 15 families control all these companies. So basically it goes all together uh, at one point. So all these big corporations are controlled by a few families. And these corporations, it's estimated about 80% of the wealth of our whole globe is in the hands of these corporations. Some researchers also say, I must say it's not my research, so some say the world government has three capitals, one is London, Washington and Vatican. And uh, interesting is also that these three places are independent countries. In the case of the Vatican, people know it does not belong to Italy, it's a separate country. But even the city of London, the inner part of the city where all the big banks are with the Bank of England, is called the city and it's an independent country, does not belong to the UK. Washington DC, the District of Columbia, also does not belong to USA. And uh, if you like to research that, you can see more details about it. I mentioned this once in England, talking about this, and then one e English guy came up to me after the dumb, the dumb dog, and he said, uh, you should be, when you talk, you should be careful that your German history doesn't influence you too much. <laughs> 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 and uh, he was very wrong, so I'm not <laughs> influenced by that. It's, uh, there's a lot of research about it, so there's a lot of information about it out there. If you research it, you will be very surprised. The Georgia, Georgia Guidestones. In 1980, uh, this stone was erected in Georgia, and some call it the New Stone Age, uh, Stonehenge, sorry. And in uh, eight different languages, it's written the future <coughs> of human uh, history, or how they want to uh, direct human, humans in the future. Among other things, it says on this stone that uh, uh, humanity should be reduced to 500 million, to the number of 500 million. That would be the perfect number for our uh, Earth. And the problem is we have what happens with the rest of the 7.5 billion. So that means there is an agenda to reduce human uh, population through various means and uh, it seems that is the uh, idea or the, the strategy where they are leading humanity. So 30,000 children die every day through poverty. Over 9 million people die worldwide every year just from hunger and preventable diseases. 
So in a world where we have one percent of the population owning 70 to 80 percent, and where we have a world where 50 percent of the world is living on less than two dollars a day, one thing can be very clearly, uh, is very sure, that something went wrong. Like Vernon Howard said, human sickness is so severe that few can bear to look at it. But those who do, become well. So again, meaning if you do some spiritual practice, <coughs> you look at the human mind, you can develop it, you can uh, free the mind from all these limitations. But those who don't do, they are living just on and uh, accepting this global society. Michael Jackson, shortly before he was uh, most probably killed, he said this, and I need you to know that this is very important, what we are fighting for, because I'm tired, I'm really tired of manipulations. I'm really tired on how the press is manipulating everything that has been happening to the situation. They are not telling the truth, they are lying. They manipulate our history books. They, the history books are not true, it's a lie. The history books are lying, you need to know that, you must know that. So at the end of his life he started speaking out against many wrongs in our uh, society and uh, that's why most probably he was removed. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Let us make man in our image from the Bible. And uh, many researchers agree that the human DNA has been tampered or manipulated. So the human being has not been um, developed naturally, so some changes has been made to the human DNA. That's why many also say 90% of the human DNA is inactive. They call it a junk DNA because they do not know what it is doing. But it is there and it, it, there is some <coughs> encoded message in it, so it, um, it, it has a meaning, so it could be reactivated. But the human being is, a, uh, some call it a schizophrenic uh, being, so there is this good and bad inside and it seems like it, we are fighting between the good and the evil within us. Also many, uh, through our, all over the world, they found huge skeletons and the first one, the tiny one, is our size. So the average human size is 5 feet 8, 5 feet, five feet 9. That would be the first one. So all these huge skeletons, are at least partly, have been found all over the globe. And this one is not a Photoshop, this is real. So they found this kind of skeletons. But usually it's uh, almost quicker than they find it, they are removed and uh, they'll never make it into the mainstream media. So this is a saying from a um, Native American, he says, inside each of us there are two wolves, one is evil and the other is good. Which one wins? The one which you feed. So the one which you pay attention to, which you develop, will be the one which is winning inside you. So here comes in all these Buddhas and Avadas have been reborn here to bring the message, to reconnect us with this uh, other part or the slumbering part in us. So this spirituality, this higher state of consciousness, liberation, enlightenment, all this is within us, but it is like shut down or it's never used. So the Buddhas and Avadas came here with a special, special, uh, special message. So all these yoga and meditation systems have been invented to uh, reconnect the human being or to 
develop the human mind to higher levels. Interestingly, also the, the, word, the word yoga means to reconnect. So it's the medicine for the mind and the body to heal the schism or whatever has happened to us, to reconnect us, to make us whole again. So can there be joy and laughter when always the world is a place enshrouded in darkness? Should you not seek a light by the Buddha? So when we see all these problems and troubles around us, also we can see there's not, uh, many people are not happy, <coughs> they are suffering, there's something lacking in their life. So rather than uh, trying to cover it up with the uh, enjoyments, it would be better to work on the mind, to use spiritual techniques like meditation to free the mind or reconnect the mind to the higher self. So we have a controlled population, religion, patriotism, race, wealth and class is dividing people in various ways. So created to control or keep people apart, control and rule, but this system of dividing people and make them fight one another is working less and less. But there are still people who are very much into it, they never even think of their mind, never have any idea about meditation or any spiritual practice. Like Thomas Jefferson says, if ignorance is bliss, why aren't more people happy? And uh, I'd with that I don't mean you, of course, but because you are already into spirituality, into meditation, but the majority of people is still uh, oblivious. So the more you educate yourself, the more you understand where things come from, the more obvious things become. Then you begin to see lies everywhere. You have to know the truth, seek the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the crisis, especially now, is a crisis in consciousness, a crisis that cannot anymore accept the old norms by J. Krishnamurti. Also his teaching, he talked a lot about uh, do not accept, if he was talking about against authority, how to be independent, how to use the spirit, spirituality to develop, free your mind, become strong yourself, become fully independent. Also, interestingly, I think <coughs> the background of Jay Krishnamurti, he was uh, trained by a society called the uh, uh, Theosoph Theosophical Society. And uh, as a boy, he was taken up, he was trained in meditation and spirituality, they teached all the Dhamma to him. And he was supposed to become the next world leader. So they trained him like to, to become the next messiah. And he, was a he became a good teacher, but not the way they expected. The day he uh, was about to take over this society, so they hand wanted to hand over everything to him and to become the next world leader. Uh, in his speech, takeover speech, he said, I uh, do not accept any society. Basically, I'm stepping out of this society. You're all free to do whatever you want to do. I don't need any society around me. If somebody is teaching independent spirituality, he cannot rely on any society like this. So he stepped out of it. Later he became a very important teacher in, in meditation and spiritual teacher, but not with the Theosophical Society. When the power of love overcomes the love for power, the world will know peace, Jimi Hendrix. And also, we can also see that these worlds and conflict, uh, wars and conflicts around the world 
uh, as long as it is good for business, it will never stop. So as long as there's somebody who is profiting from all these conflicts, uh, it will go on selling weapons on both sides, then re, uh, uh, again uh, rebuilding the countries. Uh, it is very good for the banking business. So as long as these things are good for business, as long as people are interested in having more power and influence, these conflicts will never end. Now this is a poem from an American ch uh, African child. When I born, I black. When I grow up, I black. When I go in sun, I black. When I scared, I black. When I sit, I black. And when I die, I still black. And you white fellows, when you born, you pink. When you when you grow up, you white. When you go in the sun, you red. When you cold, you blue. And when you scared, you yellow. When you sick, you green. When you die, you gray, and you call me colored. <laughs> <laughs> so this poem was nominated for the best poem in 2005, and it's really excellent. So, so this divide and rule is no longer working. Now we hear this all the times, these are the bad, uh, this is the bad country, this is the good country, these are the good ones, the bad ones. So this divide and rule is no longer working, especially if people nowadays with the internet or traveling is so much easier now. So people go to other countries and they say, no, it's not what I heard is all wrong, these are nice people. They just want to live in peace and harmony. So more and more we can see that this, is, uh, this uh, system is not working anymore. People are coming together. They uh, <coughs> no longer look at these racial, sexual, religious and national divides. So they come together, they see the human being behind it. And so now we can, I always say the internet is the best invention we ever got. Uh, we don't know how long it will be free and independent. But so far we can use it, it brings people closer, it brings people together. There's another big divide which is the religion and uh, uh, in many countries English, they don't like the English because they don't like the British Empire. And they always say English is not a world language so we should use it to bring people closer, bring people together. Uh, nowadays English has nothing to do with the British Empire, it is just a world language now. And I have one uh, very good friend who is living in Germany. He is originally from New Zealand. And he is an English uh, teacher, but he calls himself a Globish teacher. I don't know if you heard about that. Globish is a new, uh, a, si uh, uh, a very simple English, uh, for a simple form of English. So they, they use less vocabulary and uh, you can learn it much quicker. They say if you study Globish and you make an effort from, if you don't know any English, within one year you can speak English, Globish, you can speak Globish and you can understand everything and he is propagating it worldwide and he has spiritual ideas behind it. So he says it is meant to bring people together. Let's say all the Russian people and the Americans anyway, but uh, the Asians, all people would speak basic English and they could just talk and chat with each other in on the on online. So then people maybe would find out the Russians are not the bad guys. These are just normal people who want to live in peace like all the others. So it brings people together. <coughs> so there was this divide with the language, with the religion and also with the nationality. All this is uh, breaking away now. People are finding together. 
So it is only a choice between fear and love. So we ha always have the choice. Usually if we are anger, there's a anger or violence comes from uh, being afraid. So behind is always a fear to protect yourself, to fight others, to protect your whatever you think <coughs> is yours. So from moment to moment we have the choice between fear and love. This is not the answer. <coughs> so in order to keep the head in the sand, you need to be on your knees, by David Icke. And uh, many say, uh, when they hear about this new information, they say, yeah, there are things going wrong in our society, but I don't want to hear anything. Uh, it makes me restless, uh, it disturbs my peace. And uh, this saying is from this English uh, preacher, David Icke. He says, in order to keep the head in the sand, you need to be on your knees. So you cannot be strong and standing straight in order to hide the face in the sand. So what can little me do? I alone cannot change society for the better, but I can radically transform my own consciousness, overturning the condition that limits my potential. We can all do this one by one. Over time we can change ourselves to the degree that society changes from the inside out giving birth to a new way of being. Again, uh, of course, every spiritual progress starts with yourself, so working on your own mind, developing your own consciousness. But uh, with that, just by these vibrations, you are affecting all the people around you. Then also, by talking, you influence people around you. Little by little, uh, society can be changed for the better. And each and every one is a very important part of it. So what we can see, a small planet is waking up. We can see a big awakening happening all around us, especially in like Europe, America, Australia, we can see a huge surge in uh, spirituality, meditation, Buddhism is growing, especially uh, the under Vipassana or mindfulness. So it is growing very fast. Human beings do not like to be just uh, believe anymore and be controlled anymore. They want to understand, they want to live together peacefully with one another. All we need is a new model, a new system of our global society. So we need a peaceful revolution. Gandhi's way of peaceful resistance is the answer. If you want a world of peace, then we have to be peaceful. A revolution of perception, the what they call the truth vibrations, or the great awakening in our time. If it's not right, don't do it. If it's not true, don't say it. Follow your consciousness. If you want peace, don't fight. So all great changes are preceded by chaos. Uh, we are human beings uh, having a uh, consciousness, having a human experience. This is a time of purification and renewal. We are getting very close to the next chapter. But some others say that even the vibrations outside are changing, so it makes for newcomers, it becomes easier and easier to get into meditation and spiritual practice. Also there's a lot of same-minded people around. So it is nothing like it used to be then or just 20 years ago, where in certain areas it was basically meditation was unknown, and it was very difficult to get into it. And uh, nowadays, uh, it is, uh, there's a lot of awareness and it is spreading very fast. 
Atahiyatanonato is the saying from the Buddha, meaning you yourself are your own refuge, nobody else can save you, so you have to work on your own mind, believe in yourself. Humans are very powerful beings, if they would just realize that heal yourself through meditation and spiritual practice, unite with all the same-minded people and uh, try to make a change in our society. I always wondered why somebody didn't do something about that. Then I realized I am somebody. <coughs> so each one, I heard there's another saying once, uh, seven billion people say, what can I do? And uh, that means if we just could connect and uh, work together, within no time we can create a change. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. That's a saying from England, I think. <coughs> so the slumbering lion is within us. We have to wake up and also wake up all the lambs around us and take them on the spiritual journey. And then we can create again peace and harmony on earth. So it is not our human nature to see suffering around us and be happy about it. It's not the human nature to say only if, as long as I'm fine, I'm good. Uh, we feel with others and when we are in contact with seeing the suffering around us, we don't feel really happy about it. So love, compassion are necessities, not luxuries. Without them, humanity cannot survive. Every living being has an equal right to the, de to the desire for happiness. The, the more we care for the happiness of others, the greater is our own sense of well-being. Cultivating a close, warm-hearted feeling for others automatically puts the mind at ease. It is the ultimate source of success in life. So the whole Buddhist uh, spiritual teaching is based on that. Of course, you work on your, yourself, but also you reconnect with all the people around you. And also they say, coming back to that DNA thing, if uh, the, the hidden parts of our DNA or our mind is unlocked, that is also the part which connects with all the people around you. So they say, ultimately, we're all connected, we're all one consciousness. So the progress ultimately has to go hand in hand with all the people together. So with that, <coughs> oh, I finished quick today. With that, I come to the end of this uh, Dhamma talk about humankind. Uh, next Sunday, there will be a Dhamma talk by the Korean nun, and then the, uh, the last two Sundays will be my Dhamma talks again. So I hope that there were a few parts uh, which will be, will be useful for your practice uh, or also your meditation and spiritual practice. So I hope that you will be all well and happy. May you all continue on your spiritual path. May you all find peace and happiness. Continue in your meditation. May you connect with all the uh, friends and uh, spiritual beings around you. And may you be able to change society for the better. Sadhu, sadhu. <coughs> At the end, a short chanting to bless you all. Sabitiyo vivachantu saparogo vinasatu Mati pavatvandarayo sukidigayo kubhava Pavattu sapamangalang rakandu sapadivata Sapaputta nubhavena sadasati bhavanduti Pavatu sapa mangalang rakandu sapa divata sapa dhammanu bhavena sada sati bhavantuti Pavatu sapa mangalang rakandu sapa divata 
Sapasanga Nubavina Sada Sati Bhavantuti Sadhu Sadhu.